You are listening to Alter Echo, a scripture and message podcast with pastors Andy Smith and Kim Kylo of St. John's Lutheran Church, ELCA, Lakeville, Minnesota. Thanks for joining us and worshiping with us. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to Alter Echo, scripture and message podcast for the weekend of February 18th and 19th, 2023. This is President's Weekend for many of you. Some kids have school off on Monday. Many do. And uh, people have all kinds of uh, possibilities, I suppose, for times together and uh, new things to explore. So I kind of hope that you take a an explore more approach to things and that that means trying some new things that you haven't tried before and discovering some things that maybe don't even cost a whole lot of money that's not the point of discovering things that are good and wonderful but discovering some new things that can just kind of stand on their own and don't have to be uh, glitzy and glittery and and that sort of thing so anyway welcome to a beautiful winter weekend. We're we're still in midwinter. We've had some little hints of spring around here, but winter's back right now, and that lets us know that we're kind of in the place that we always are in the middle of February. In church this weekend, we are celebrating Transfiguration Sunday, and you are going to hear that text in just a couple of seconds here. It is the last weekend of the season of Epiphany. And Epiphany is that season that comes right on the heels of Christmas and is the season of light and revelation of a new vision. And of course, the new vision is that the Messiah has arrived in the world in Jesus. And now, on this last weekend, we make a transition. We get to a mountaintop, and and the the affirmation of Jesus as the Messiah from these last seven weeks is clearly defined. And now, Jesus beckons us to go back down the mountain with him and on to everything that is ahead. And of course, that includes the season of Lent that we celebrate when we walk with Jesus all the way to the cross of his crucifixion and to the tomb, the empty tomb on Easter Sunday morning of his resurrection and victory over sin and death and the power of evil in our lives. And so I want you to kind of listen for that today in the sermon. So we are in the Gospel of Matthew, and I'm going to invite you to go get your Bible. You can put this podcast on pause if you want and find Matthew 17, 1 to 9. This is Matthew's story of the transfiguration. And here is how Matthew writes it. Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured Before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still talking, Suddenly, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud, a voice said, This is my Son, the Beloved. With him, I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome by fear. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. 
And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Dear friends, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, let our hearts again today be good soil, open to the seed of your word. As your disciples, grow in us the kingdom of God so that we will be nourished by our faith in you and be nourishment to the world you so love. In the name of Christ Jesus, we live and pray. Amen. Well, I have always thought that this story we just read is a hard-to-understand gospel reading. Jesus' transfiguration. We don't have anything like it to compare to. So, we have to see its purpose and let that be spiritual for us and be what draws us deeper into our faith's role in our lives. We do have to see ourselves as Peter and James and John in this narrative because we, like them, are Jesus' disciples today. So, I hope I can take you there in some small but very meaningful and relevant way today. First, complete this sentence for me. What happens in Vegas <laughs> stays in Vegas, right? Well, that one is provocative for sure, but the provocative is around secrets and illicit things, and it is catchy and memorable, but it's also edgy. It's for Sin City, I guess, huh? <laughs> for Jesus' disciples, the mountaintop experience is the opposite of this. What happens on the mountaintop does not stay on the mountaintop. It's not meant to. They are at the height of their experience with their Lord so far, and God does reveal to them that Jesus is his Son and is the Messiah Israel had been told to look for and is the Lord of their lives, and they want to stay with all that, rightly so, in fact, it's probably a, we got to find a way to bottle this <laughs> kind of thing. Last summer, my, my oldest child was married, and that day and night were truly magical. It was a tonight, all is right with the world occasion. But by the next day, friends left for home. <laughs> the bride and groom were no longer in extravagant dress, and the carriage had turned back into a pumpkin, right? And life went on. Ever had that whole experience? <laughs> From the mountaintop back down into real life just overnight. But, and here is the key, life was not the same after that. The kids were married. We carried with us a joy and a fulfillment that has changed us forever. We have a son-in-law we just love. We have their life together to celebrate and enjoy and look forward to. Our family has grown, and countless new things will come from it. None of that stayed up on the mountaintop. It, it, it couldn't. It got to come home with us, 
because it was now part of us and it changed our outlook on life going forward. For the disciples, exactly this sort of thing happened. Is it all roses after we leave the mountaintop and come back down into the city or the valleys of life or just the flat plain of our everyday routines? Of course not. Do we even have to face pain or suffering or confusion about life or the future? Of course we do. But are we able to face everything that is ahead with a different sort of faith or courage or hope after we've experienced a life-changing thing like meeting God face to face and seeing his glory, his powerful love, or feeling Christ's body being pressed down into the palm of our hands and feeling his blood warm our throats as we drink wine he has told us is his very lifeblood. And hearing him say to us, this is my body and blood given and shed for you. Or sitting with friends from church or new friends from some other church at, say, Luther Crest Bible Camp and singing songs at the top of your lungs and realizing time that at that time that God brought you there and ignited your faith to see how good and crucial believing in God really is. Doesn't life look wholly different after times like these? The goodness we experience with God cannot stay back in those moments, but has to go with us into every part of our regular lives because we can't unsee what we've seen of God or unexperience what we've experienced of a forgiveness or a love or a joy that goes beyond what we could only manufacture ourselves and is now in us and has changed us. I hope I can take you to a place today of understanding that you have whole files full of seeds of faith that God has planted in you of living in God's kingdom, meaning seeing life through God's eyes rather than through eyes that look at the world and life without factoring God and your Savior into those images or thinking God isn't present at all. And you cannot unsee what God has promised you and us. Here, we have a significant advantage over those first disciples on the way down from their great mountaintop experience, Jesus said those famous words, tell no one about the vision until the Son of Man has been raised. They had no idea at that point, still, that Jesus' crucifixion on the cross would not be the end of all things. And they had no idea what resurrection was. They had no idea that this changes everything. We do, though. They had to wait to see the full picture of who their Messiah was in their lives. We have heard and experienced the whole picture for as long as we've been in church and have gotten to have faith and have been able to experience it with each other. Do you remember what the gospel is, the good news? 
Many say that the gospel is Jesus died for your sins. Well, that's only part of it. The gospel is Jesus is raised from the dead. The life-changing news the disciples needed to wait for, but that we've known all along is Jesus is raised. Nothing that dies is the end of things. Life rises from death. Jesus rises from death. Jesus conquers death's seeming power to end things. Jesus takes our sins and our fears and our confusion and what overwhelms us and the evil of life, all of that, and carries it with him into the grave and puts all of that deadening stuff to its death there. And then he tells us that he makes all things new when he rises. He makes sinful people new each day by forgiveness. How does this change your life with other people from day to day? He looks at you in the eyes as the resurrected Lord, like he looked at the disciples after he rose, and he says, Do not be afraid. I'm with you. How does this carry you differently each day? He says to people like Peter, which means you and me, also as disciples like Peter was, Peter, do you know I love you? Jan, Grant, Thomas, Olivia, every single one of you. Do you know I love you? How does knowing and putting your faith in this change the way you look at people and deal with them? He says after his, res after his resurrection, I'm going on ahead of you and I will meet you there. How does hearing this that Christ beckons us to put our faith fully in him, meeting us in every moment of our future. How does knowing this, no matter what is going on, change the way you look at life ahead of you, both the best times and the hardest times and every regular time in between? What happens on the mountaintop of meeting Jesus, of putting our faith in him, of Living our lives with God in them versus without knowing God doesn't just happen or stay on some momentary mountaintop that we have to bottle up, but it goes with us ever after because we've been changed by Christ. And our faith in his death to all things deadening and his resurrection over all those things makes all the difference in the world for us and for the world because of him and because of us. You have been nourished over and over again by Jesus' whole life and death and resurrection. You will be again specifically at the Lord's table today, this weekend at church. And your life will thrive all the more because more seeds of faith and God's vision will be planted in you. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, let our hearts again today be good soil, open to the seed of your word, 
as your disciples grow in us the kingdom of God so that we will be nourished by our faith in you and be nourishment to the world you so love. In the name of Christ Jesus, we live and pray. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.